This episode is about our church annual meeting. Way! <laughs> that was loud in my ears. Um, which isn't a really big thing in culture, unless you remember BNA. Last night, uh, May the 22nd, 2023, yeah. we had our second ever annual meeting in our new home, 279 yes. Gloucester Road. Our first annual meeting here was 2015 when it was Hallfield Baptist Church. Yeah. And we had a meeting on, um, at the time we said it was neutral ground because we decided to stop being three churches. Um, and become one church family and that yeah. our sites didn't determine who we were anymore. So we came up here and yesterday we had our first meeting in here as the one church family who this is our home. So that was quite exciting. It was. What we do in an annual meeting, if you're new to the Church of England, is uh, I think I do it particularly yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're listening and you're a bishop, um, block yeah. your ears now. But we, you know, we, 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 we elect uh, our trustees, we receive our annual report, and uh, we receive uh, our account, uh, our annual accounts, and we appoint our independent auditors and examiners for the next year. But what we really do is we celebrate all that God has done, and mm. we think about the year ahead. And you, James, uh, gave a bit of a, a bit of a. No, you didn't give a bit of a. You gave a talk last night, just yeah, did. just in terms of yeah. where we sense we're heading yeah. as a church family now that we're uh, yeah. have our new home at two seven nine. And we thought not everybody was there, so we thought. We'd, I'd get you to pray see it and I'd press you on bits of it. Um, um, yeah. So uh, what did you say? I said that I think in the previous era, it was really clear looking back over the last eight years that despite our um, intentions, that God was taking an intent to be one church and one parish and he was transitioning to us to being one church, one parish, one building. We didn't We didn't set out to do that, but he did that. And that in recent years in particular, we've had a sense that he's saying, get ready, but we don't quite know what he's saying, get ready for. And um, we think it's helpful to have a sense of common purpose around what it means for us to follow Jesus. So we, we want to follow Jesus' commands. We want to follow, like, love one another. We want to follow his principles, like sacrificial generosity. But we also want to follow his purpose for us as a church. And... and you and I and our church wardens sat together a couple of weeks ago and, and asked, you know, what, what do we think the next era is about? So if the last eight years has been about us being one church, one parish, one building, what's the next era of our life about? Because then we can make decisions that help us to pursue Jesus' purpose for us and not get distracted along the way. And you threw out a line and um, myself and the other wardens didn't disagree with that line. So actually, we, we liked it. What was that line? Uh, that God wants to fill this building with faith. Now, if you don't know anything about our building, it is 24,000 square feet, uh, which for a church building in England in... It's a lot of feet. 20, a lot 20 of square feet. feet. It's a lot of square feet. So, so to say you want to fill the building with faith, or you believe God wants to build, fill the building with faith is a big thing. But you then had some specific things about what you meant about that. Yeah, because so, I wanted to make sure that what I was transmitting was what people were okay. receiving. So the first thing you said, you talked about was faith. Faith, um, historic faith and bold faith. So okay. we want to fill it with a historic faith. Um, I said that you know we, we, it's the historic faith in Jesus crucified, risen and ascended is a faith that's contested by contemporary culture. And we need to be really careful not to water down the faith um, our friends at Hallfield Baptist Church have seen a resurrection going on in the last few months in that um, they've had a 10% uptake in membership, which is brilliant Amazing. to see. Um, but what um, they would say is that actually the reason why there was there were years of decline prior to 
the decisions that they've made and what's going on now is that there was a watering down of the Christian faith. And it's not the only church to have gone through that. That's been happening uh, all over Western Europe. And, and, and it, contemporary liberalism is something that we need to be really careful about um, and we need to make sure it doesn't infect and spread through the church. And so we, we're not just filling, we don't want to just fill this building with any faith, we want to fill it with the historic Christian faith. Um, I use the example of the dry rot that's just been discovered in, in the back of the building, small amount, but if we don't treat it, it will spread. It's not as small as you think. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we, we yeah. do need to treat it. And, and so we need to make sure that as, as a church, we are vigilant in our um, uh, treatment of um, the historic Christian faith. So we want to fill this building with historic faith, but we also want to fill it with bold faith. Um, I said that we um, we have grown in our understanding of what it means to see God do immeasurably more than we might ask or imagine in the last year as we've seen him break through in extraordinary ways as we've managed to take two churches on a journey where um, we've managed to emerge both with buildings that we love, but having had to uh, um, negotiate massive obstacles along the way um, even to the point on the last day when both churches had packed all their stuff um, at, at half 11 the lawyers hadn't exchanged um, uh, no, at 11 o'clock the lawyers hadn't exchanged we got everyone praying at 11.30 they exchanged and at 12 o'clock we completed and and we see that even now that there is there's a there's a people get a glimpse of how extraordinary this thing is when we take them on a tour of the building you and i have taken our friends from other parts of the country on tours of this building and when we get to the first floor hall that's got a basketball court in it after people have seen all the other ancillary rooms in the hall at the back um there's sort of oh my goodness where am i this is outrageous one person just stood silent for about two minutes and then grabbed my arm and just said i'm terribly sorry but i think i'm lost <laughs> Where am I? So, and, yes. So, so there's just this sense of actually God has done an amazing thing here um, and, um, and that has given us um, faith. We didn't choose this. He's chosen this. He's led us to this. He's built our faith as we have pursued him in it. Um, and we think that he has more for us, not just in terms of buildings, but particularly in terms of transformed lives. So this, this, so this is where your bold faith links to your historic orthodox faith faith because a historic orthodox faith recognizes the need for conversion mm. and regeneration by the holy spirit yeah. through the power of the cross so yeah. a couple of weeks ago we had a baptism and the key question we ask now at baptisms is what does the cross mean for you and the person who got baptized said uh you know tears welling up in her eyes said actually this is where mm. jesus took all of my sin to the cross oh, and he suffered so i don't have to and yeah. and and it's that understanding that's and a bold, and then the bold faith is not a bold faith that we get a big building, but it's a bold faith that mm. we will share and see people converted and regenerate in the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's linked to yesterday. You and I and a few others were in a meeting with somebody who talked about uh, a farmer sowing seed and saying that actually we need a bold faith that will throw out the seed of the gospel left, right, and centre and see people converted. So I think that's what you were driving at. So that's faith. And then I wanted to talk about this building. This building. Um. And what I began by saying we need to be really careful when we, we talk about this building because for the vast majority of people in our congregation, um, the, the vast majority of their 168 hours in their week is spent outside of our new home here. And so we don't want people to have a sense that actually 
their lives are geared around solely a few hours every week when they're in the space. Um, actually, and, and then we have we have um, our little churches, our midweek communities. Some of them meet here, some of them meet here and in homes, some of them just meet in homes. And so we're, we're not saying that actually we, we want to turn everything back from a kingdom-minded approach to mission um, with people being equipped to follow Jesus in their everyday lives um, to actually own, uh, the only attention that we've got, the only place where God is, the only, the only thing that's going on is the church and what's going on in this building. I think what we were talking about is actually this, this building is a place, it's a, it's a new home, it's a place where we want faith to rise up and grow um, so that people are able to go back out into the world and serve the world um, in faith. Ultimately, we want the city to be filled with faith, but a step along the journey is for this building to be filled with faith. And then I talked about how um, the... Uh, I what did I talk about next? I can't remember. My mind's gone blank. you got the notes. I've, I've left them at home. <laughs> um, I talked about the, the, this church and... Um, no, I talked about this community. That's right. I said that um, when I did, when I used to do the eight o'clock Book of Common Prayer communion in my curacy, there's a point in the liturgy where um, the the um, person leading the service says, "Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven." And I said, "There's 95% of this community in this part of the city who don't know Jesus. In fact, it's probably higher if we're honest." I think it's 95% of the city don't have contact with the church, right. let alone yeah. our believers. So. So, uh, and actually, if we're honest, we live in a part of the city where there's a reasonably hostile approach to faith. And we've experienced that over the last decade that we've been doing ministry here. And, and our sense is that as God moves us from, a, from more hidden buildings to a more prominent building, that actually what he's doing is entrusting us. Again, we, we didn't choose this. He's, he's laid this out for us. He's, he's chosen for us to be in a place where our light can shine before others in a more... Um, tangible obvious way um, and our hope is that as that happens others who have been resistant will see what goes on here and they will come and they will glorify um, our father who is in heaven so this building alive in the week not with just activities but with faith and things that are making a difference in people's lives that will flow out up and down the gloucester road and will spread around the city of bristol We've only been in a matter of weeks and already we have um, this lovely guy who works up and down the Gloucester Road for the council who knows that he can sit outside, have his mm. coffee, but also if he rings the door, come in and chat to us and use our loose. And, and, and we've, seen, we've seen, because we're now in and out of the building, more and more people are sitting on the steps of going, yeah. what, what goes on in this place? And we have yeah. an amazing story of the, the Ukraine family who rang the door whilst Ukraine Hub was on and said, do you do anything for Ukrainians? Mm. Well, yes, we do, right now, actually. Yeah. A- and so, but this sense that... Uh, struck by um, the end of Acts 2, where um, what we long for this building being filled with faith is that uh, people are filled with awe in a sense of what goes on here, not because of who we are, but because of who God is. And there is a sense that there's something different and a little bit scary, but then daily the Lord added to their number. And it's that impact that this is people say, oh, that building, if you go anywhere near that building, they'll A, make a difference in your life, but B, you'll encounter something that will shake you in a good way to your core. And then I think we've got to remember that this building that we've been given is, um, I think of Yogi Bear, you know, bigger than, is it was him who's larger than the average bear. You know, this is a large, larger than the average church. You know, and, 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 and we, we've, been, we've been given this um, amazing building 
and and it is um, a, a building. You know, just just in terms of the the kitchen is bigger bigger than most church kitchens bigger than my house and um and so that means that this next winter we can contemplate doubling the number of meals that we can give away to other churches in the city to help them to feed people who are hungry in their neck of the woods and and so we we have one space that uh like the youth basically want to hang a mirror ball and have a roller disco and they can yeah so i wouldn't want to be underneath them when it happens (laughs) so we we know that this is this is a church that is not just for this community; it's for this part of the city, and we've got a responsibility to steward it so that we can bless other churches. If you want to find out more about that, go to babristolorg forward slash meals. We'd l- love you um, to share that with others because um, we want to find a way to continue that ministry sustainably with Christians from across the city um, giving towards it, or even across the world if you're listening to a different part, from a different part. Um, so yeah, so filling this building, so that's this building which is not hidden, it's prominent, where God's light can shine through us in front of others that they might see him. Um, and this building for this community and this city. And then we talked about motivations for that. I was just thinking about, yeah, you had some motivations. Um, I, we can fill it for uh, yours and my ego or just for my ego. Oh, definitely uh, yours. Uh, I mean, I am, <laughs> I, I am probably the most humble person yeah. I know. Um, so that I can turn up at other church leaders' meetings and feel better about myself because I've got a good story to tell. We yeah. f- oh, the other one for me is I can justify why you and I work together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you need to because yeah. it's such an amazing place. Yeah, <laughs> um, or we can fill it so that um, uh, we can get the, the, um, the finance committee off our back. Pay uh, the bills. Um, or so that the people... She can feel vindicated that we made the right decision when actually it was God who was leading us here in the first place, um, or you know, other lots of other motivations. One of which might be so that you know, actually, I've got lots of friends. My, my, I've got lots of friends. Um, I feel a part of something successful. My children are likely to have friends as they grow up who are Christians, which is more likely to make them Christians when they're older, which will make my life more simple as a parent. There's all sorts of wrong motivations. Um, I landed on. Um, we want to see this because God will be glorified. We want to see this building filled with faith because God will be glorified um, and because we will see lives transformed. But ultimately, um, we're going to do it because it's just the next step. It's yeah. the obvious next step. We're here. It's not full. It's not full of faith. We want to see it filled with faith. And then we just said, actually, it begins with us being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the only reason we can be filled with the Holy Spirit is because he emptied himself so that we might be filled. I didn't say that bit in the talk. Um, I did add it in in the prayers at the end. You did. Um, <laughs> thank you. And, and, it, and I think the challenge for us all is to step into that and to step into it open-handedly. So I'm thinking of um, when the original St. Michael's building fell down, uh, a, a wonderful godly gentleman called John Smith had a vision for a, a space that would really mm. serve the community on the Gloucester Road, which he thought was on the St. Michael's site. And then they moved over the road or we moved over the road. And they, they began to do aspects of that ministry. Um, and John is no longer with us, but would have been incredibly excited by this space mm. and, and what he had seen mm. on the Gloucester Road being possible. And so it might be that for some of us that, that we're leaning into something that we will see in part, but we will be leaving a deposit for a generation to come. Um, and so that's part of what it is to... So last week I went to a Thanksgiving for a gentleman who um, 
was a vicar in a church that is now one of the most sort of famous churches in the, in the whole mm. world. And and yet when he left, it wasn't, you know, it was an amazing church when he left and it was a pretty amazing mm. church when he turned up. But, you know, in terms of he was, he planted trees that, that are still growing today. Mm. And it's just that sense that when you talked about filling the building with faith, again, that's one of the motivations is saying it's, it's not for us for the next two years. It's for us mm. to do something uh, that will far, that will outlive us and mm. outlast us. And then I thought, I was really struck last night when you interviewed Jeremy, one of our church wardens, and he said, you know, that we've been banging our heads for years on the sale of a building that we were trying to sell. But he pointed out that if we had sold it in the time frame we originally wanted to sell it, we'd have spent the money elsewhere and mm. this wouldn't have been possible. And it's that aspect of faith is stepping into the purposes of God and then trusting that he knows what's going on, even mm. if sometimes it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so that's our journey ahead of us, hopefully. So if you're a member of BNA, pray. Pray for you to be filled with faith. Mm. Pray for uh, us as a church family, but pray for our, what we do up and down the Gloucester Road and across the city. Um, and if you're not a member of BNA, thank you for listening and pray for us, but also pray for your church. Mm. Uh, and if you're not a member of BNA, not a Christian, um, what would it look like for you to discover the faith that we talk about? Thanks for listening.